This podcast is sponsored by Explore Worldwide. Explore offers guided travel holidays from city breaks to honeymoons. Explore's local tour guides and their small group adventures give travellers the opportunity to experience a country and not merely observe it. Whether it's a food and drink tour in the hilltop towns of Tuscany or a walking tour in the rice fields of Vietnam, Explore puts their trust in the quality of their local tour leaders so you get a better insight into your holiday destination. Head to exploreworldwide.com. Hello and welcome to the final independent travel podcast of the week. I'm Simon Calder and thank you for joining me. As you can perhaps see, I'm by the seaside once again. Uh, It's been an absolutely gorgeous day from a weather point of view here at Dover. Um, the sea is, the tide has gone out a little. Um, there's a couple of ships just coming in. Uh, first one uh, is GFDS from uh, Calais, and just a short way behind that, Irish ferries sailing in. They are coming into the eastern dock, the, as it were, business end of the port. Uh, over to my right, it's a very different scene. Uh, the cruise terminal, which normally would be empty at this time of year, because with the greatest respect to the fine British climate, you don't get that many. Um, cruises calling in. Well, you've got three ships tied up. They are giant P&O ferries and they are going nowhere at the moment. That, of course, is because um, the shock news on Thursday was that, well, we learnt that uh, they had decided that they could not afford to continue to sustain the losses they were making and therefore um, they were sacking all their staff and taking on workers who they could employ more cheaply, which um, uh, a lot of people have said was um, uh, pretty brutal and I would have to agree with that. Um, so what does this mean? What is going to happen to P&O ferries? Uh, what is happening uh, to the staff? Well, my personal view and I could well be wrong, I am so very often, um, is that P&O will uh, revoke what they have done. I very much hope so. I think this is a kind of series of disasters that probably began with one person at a desk in Dubai where ultimately um, P&O is owned, um, looking at the figures and thinking, oh, 100 million pounds a year, that's terrible. That's three pounds a minute. We've got to do something about that. I know. Um, let's have a look at how much these staff cost. Oh, we can get them cheaper than that. Uh, let's sack them all and get some more in. Now, uh, that might have appeared a reasonable solution at a distance of 3,000 miles from Dover. Um, you would think that by the time the message was sent to the headquarters, uh, which actually just ahead of me, I'm, uh, I'm looking over to the west, uh, you might think that somebody would have said, well, <laughs> Yeah, we can see why you're saying that, but actually um, you, uh, we can't possibly do that. Uh, the public wouldn't wear it. It would not be a decent thing to do. And therefore, uh, let's have a look at other solutions we might possibly find for this, um, uh, this problem that we have um, over profitability or rather losing a huge amount of cash. Um, that wasn't said. And instead, this whole extraordinary uh, situation has emerged whereby 800 seafarers both here at Dover and also at uh, Hull, at Liverpool, at Cairn Ryan and at Larne 
uh, suddenly learned that they were no longer working. They had no future with the company. Um, so I think if I am correct, we will see a very, very swift turnaround, partly helped by the government reminding DP World, the uh, company that owns P&O, of uh, the value of uh, UK government contracts. So I think we will see that actually uh, P&O, I hope, over the course of the weekend, will say, look, um, yeah, we've uh, realised that we shouldn't have done that. We're terribly sorry. We won't do it again. And indeed, we'll now talk to the unions and um, uh, sort out how we can get this to be a going concern. Um, of course, you know, there are many, many travel companies have restructured over the course of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, and if you look at British Airways staff, for example, pilots and cabin crew, they're pretty much all in inferior contracts to the ones they were on a year ago. Having said that, well, that's only a guess about what could happen. Uh, there's uh, going to be an effect on the ferry business, short-term and long-term. Short-term, if you're sailing to and from Dover and Calais, it's quite straightforward. You've got a P&O ticket. You simply um, uh, turn up and wave that at uh, DFDS. Sorry, I'm clambering across the beach here. Um, if you are uh, sailing in or out of one of the other UK ports, then uh, you're probably going to have to buy a new ticket and then um, try and claim your money back from P&O. Longer term, well, it is going to have some very significant effects. I think we will see the scale of operations reduced. I mean, the very fact that looking across from here to Jubilee Way, that's the uh, lovely curve of a road that comes down from the White Cliffs and goes into the port, flowing very smoothly. And I'm talking to you um, shortly after five o'clock on a Friday afternoon when you would expect it to be an absolute peak uh, capacity. Um, but that shows that there is plenty of space available. And sure, it's not going to be the same on, a, on, the, on the first Saturday of the uh, school term, uh, school holidays, I mean. Um, but even so, I think we will see what's known as a rationalisation happening. Um, and that will mean less competition, higher fares, um, slightly offset, bizarrely, by um, duty-free sales. That's certainly the hope of the uh, ferry companies that I talk to. And uh, we will sort of settle down into something like equilibrium once again. But very tough times. Uh, my thoughts with the uh, workers who this weekend are uh, just in a state that they could not imagine they would find themselves in um, just three days ago. Anyway, I hope your weekend goes well. Please stay well, please stay happy, and please listen again on Monday when I will be back to soon. Have a lovely weekend. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.